Hey, Ruth. Hey, Patrick. Uh, I have a question for you. Have... Wow, this sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> this is like our entire podcast. I have a question. Um, Ruth, have you gone out to eat during the pandemic, like with a, like at a sit-down restaurant, like with a server, the whole thing? Um, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> explain. Well, I have been out to eat um, twice during the pandemic indoors. Uh, the first time I was at a fast casual spot and the second time was at a food hall. So both allowed me to order and eat at a distance, and but I didn't actually have to interact with any staff. So that was great. Were you like nervous at all? That sounds like horrifying to me. <laughs> well, horrifying. Okay. Well, I think I would have preferred to eat outside both those times, but when the option was presented to me, um, I looked around and I felt like the proper precautions were being taken and there weren't many people around. And it also just really helped that I didn't need to interact with a server and that both of these meals were very casual. So they, you know, were, were really quick. Um, so I didn't feel um, all that nervous, though I think at the beginning there was a little trepidation because, you know, I haven't done this in a while. Um, but, you know, if I know you, and I think I do, <laughs> you're kind of stressed out about all of this, you know, going out to eat, and, you know, you wish you weren't. Well, Ruth, uh, you do know me, and this is definitely something that I feel stressed about, but at the same time, I really, really want to go to a restaurant. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm Patrick Ford. I'm Ruth Tam. This is Dish City. Today on the show, why dining out feels so important to me right now, but at the same time, I find myself being too stressed out to actually go do it. How are people making this call? And what do I need to feel safe? For me, Ruth, dining out was a lot of things. Obviously, I miss the food, but I think I also liked the atmosphere. Like, I liked seeing people. I liked being around hustle and bustle and, like, noise and excitement. I liked trying new things. And the thing that working from home and being home all the time took from us is the ability to be around people as freely as we could be before. So I wanted to get inside the head of people who are dining out and loving it. I found Dan and Jean Sweeney. They live in Virginia, and they run this Instagram account called Lunch at the Bar. What's with the name? They love the energy of sitting at a bar. It's It makes it an activity rather than just sharing a meal. We're actually participating in, in an activity. We meet people. Um, we chat about all kinds of things. It's kind of a form of recreation. I knew I could relate to Jean and Dan when they described to me the first time they got takeout during the pandemic. I remember standing, I remember standing in their uh, their little entryway, waiting to pick our takeout up, and we had masks on, and we were like six feet away from the guy next to us. Like we were all kind of looking at each other, a little afraid, and we brought our own pen to sign for it and to tip. Ruth, they brought their own pen. They were so concerned that they weren't even going to touch other people's pens. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> because I, I don't think it was ever recommended by public health officials that you shouldn't 
or couldn't use a shared pen. Like if you're washing your hands and everyone was supposed to be doing that, like that should be okay. But at the same time, I'm not surprised that they did that because there was a lot of mixed information earlier in the spring and a lot of people were being super extra cautious for reasons. Right. They were just taking precautions. Okay. So fast forward to June. Jean is walking around Clarendon with her daughter, and they go by one of their favorite spots, Liberty Tavern. Do you know it? No, I've never been. So it's this kind of, like, cool, like, corner restaurant. They've got a nice patio, and it's got, like, a big, like, brunch scene. It's one of their favorite spots. Uh, So they're walking around, and Jean just felt this, like, pull. It was early in the morning, and I looked at the patio, and I said, you know, I think I would feel comfortable sitting outside here. So she and I just kind of made a reservation and then I just made Dan come. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's literally how it happened. It was very spontaneous. Um, But I thought this is going to be, we really need to do this. It was a beautiful day. And I just remember thinking we can do this. So we, we made a reservation and we sat outside. Why did you really feel you needed to do it? We miss, we miss seeing our friends. We miss seeing our neighbors, the servers we had gotten to know. And it felt good to feel normal, like to do something so normal. I think one of the things that's interesting hearing that story from them is how the first time they got takeout, they made all of these preparations. Like I said, they, like, they brought their own pens And when they decided to go to a restaurant to dine in for the first time, like, it just kind of happened out of the blue. Like, I think it's so surprising to me that you can make a decision that quickly. I feel like we've been in quarantine for way longer than anybody anticipated. Like, we're six months into all of this. And there's, like, a lot of people who are like, oh, I took this really seriously. And now, because I took it really seriously, like, I can act on a whim. And now I'm seeing people who, you know, were very serious about certain restrictions. And now it's like going out, which is a far greater risk than signing receipt is like, oh, you made that decision with the snap of your finger. And then you like made your husband come. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked Jean and Dan, who have been going out a lot, if there was anything I could do to hype myself up. Uh, Any advice for for me to make me feel more comfortable? Go out, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Support your local restaurants. They need you. I am doing takeout. (laughs) I feel comfortable Um, doing that. But I, I, the only other thing I would say is that if you and your friends or you and your partner want to go out and, and sit at a table, I think you'd be really surprised at how good it feels. It just, it just makes you feel kind of normal. Jean and Dan may have different comfort levels than you, but I actually think it is important to figure out how to bring normalcy back into our lives bit by bit. You know, six months is a really long time to feel like you're in emergency mode. So I think for the sake of our mental health and our ability to survive the winter and the next six months, I think we should be looking for ways to connect right now. The trick is we still need to be safe. Is it possible to do something that makes us feel normal right now without putting others at risk? I wanted to follow Gene and Dan's lead and do some research for myself into what restaurants were doing to try to put nervous potential guests at ease. Maybe that would help me. So I talked to some people who enforce the safety rules for restaurants and some restaurant employees who are tasked with rolling out these new rules. First up, Daniela Sr. 
She's co-owner of Colada Shop, a Cuban coffee shop and cafe at the Wharf and on 14th Street. Have you been going to other restaurants? Have you been dining out at all? I actually have, yes. Not like a ton, but yes, I've I've been to a few. And partially because, um, quite honestly, I want to see what they're doing, you know, and uh, how it compares to what we uh, are doing and what we can do better. So Daniela is going out in part to see if she can make her own restaurant better at safety measures and to be more appealing to diners because the two are even more linked than usual. I went to actually Le Diplomat, for example, and, you know, they have this little, I don't know, computer thing that takes your temperature and automatically by the host stand. And this lady just like berated this poor host because apparently she hadn't taken the temperature of her other um the other person in her party that had was waiting for her 20 minutes before and that she thought she was getting discriminated against. And she's like, oh, I wasn't at the door. I'm sorry if they missed. Like, you know, and you just see like this, the hostess was basically in tears and you're like, oh my God. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's was, is that really necessary? Obviously, it's never appropriate to berate any employee when they're at work. I would hate to see this if I went out to eat, and I have no idea what I would do if I had been there to witness it. Just, like, interject or, like, cringe from the sidelines. Yeah, I think it's really hard to predict how you might respond to situations like that, but, like, at least you know you wouldn't have been, like, that customer. Like, you're not going to yell at someone if there's confusion or a miscommunication. No, I would not, and thank you. But also, I know that people under pressure get weird and mean. I don't know what it is about being asked to wear a mask in public and, like, to wash your hands, but we've all seen plenty of people not following public health guidelines. I have no idea what I would do if I saw a situation like that unfolding, but I definitely know that it isn't the type of situation that would help me feel good or normal. I think it's about overcommunication. Like you have to let people know on your on the menu, you know, when they make a reservation on the website, when they get there. That's Al Thompson. He's the beverage director at Tip Cow and Hanuman, two Lao restaurants in DC. There are reminders about the expectations for customer behavior everywhere in the restaurants. This is what we're doing here and this is how we're gonna do it. You know, and it's so it's about setting the expectation, right? For the guest. Talking to Al made me think about how much restaurant staff are going the distance right now. They've got all these additional measures in place because they have to, for one. Those are the new rules. The servers and staff need to keep themselves safe, and they also have to advertise their safety measures enough to make customers feel safe being there. Because if they don't, they won't get enough business to stay afloat. All of these things make me feel better about the whole prospect of dining out. Like, obviously, we can't keep people 100% safe, but the people it affects most are doing what they can. I wanted to talk to some people who are in charge of making sure restaurants and their diners are following all of these new COVID guidelines. Jason Peru is an investigation supervisor at DC's Alcoholic Beverage Regulation Administration. They oversee certain bars and restaurants in the district. 
if anyone has a keen eye for what restaurants are doing and how they're approaching these new rules and regulations, it's him. I've seen places that have, you know, a menu and next to the menu, they have the guidelines and what they're required to do. Everyone, everyone has a different idea about what this COVID is and, and this pandemic is um, to keep everybody safe. And, and like I said, the, the establishments, you know, to be reasonable and for them to, to do their best, and I think is what we're looking for them, for them to do. Ruth, this is the part where I start to doubt myself. Like the people most affected by this, people who work at restaurants seem to be going out. The people in charge of making the restaurants seem safe are going out. Regular people are going out. I just, I don't know what I'm, what I'm not seeing. Well, first of all, I, I really don't think you should let anyone else determine your level of comfort. If you're trying to figure out what will make you comfortable and you're coming up short, you know, you don't have to go out just because other people, including me, are occasionally dining out. But I want to. I want that sense of normalcy like everyone else does. What can I say? The heart wants what it wants. So I wanted to test myself a little bit and go do some recon on a place that I've really tried to like get myself to go to, to see if I could um, see where we're at. Little status check. That's after the break. So Ruth, knowing what I know now, I decided to scope out this brewery with our editor, Ponzi, to see how I was feeling about the whole idea of going out. There's like, like nobody here, just like little picnic tents and they have some tables underneath them. Are you sweating? Yeah, but I think it's just because it's hot. I don't know if I'm like anxious sweating. I a little, it, my stomach feels a little weird. I feel bad like making a server like come to my table over and over and over again. And like, I mean, these tables are far apart and like, again, it's like probably farther away than I've sat from people, like been to people in like a park. I mean, that guy just brought out like beer and the people like didn't put their masks back on. Like that's crazy to me. That's so like inconsiderate. I know. I know I'm correct about that. <laughs> you know you're correct about that. <laughs> you saw it with your own eyeballs. I mean, I think this is tricky because I've had the same experience where, like, um, my partner asked me if I, the, the, the second time that we went to go eat indoors, I had, you know, been hoping that we were going to be able to eat outside, but there was no room, so we wound up eating indoors. I, it took me, like, a like a couple, it took me a while to to make the decision whether I wanted to do it or not. And I told him that the thing that I struggle with is like, I don't feel like I'm making the decision about just going out this one time with this person, with this friend of ours in this one place. I feel like I'm making a decision on going out to eat in general. And he was like, you know, I'm just taking this one one instance at a time. And that helps me be like, okay, well, am I comfortable with this person? Am I comfortable with this space? Am I comfortable with you know, the people who might be here, like it helped kind of, it wasn't like this was going to be a referendum on how I'm acting during this entire thing. Like it was just this instance that I was focusing on. I just feel like it's not fair to yourself to be like this one decision, like, um, you know, it says something about my character and how I approach this entire pandemic and how I treat all of humankind, including myself. 
For the purposes of my mental health, I think it's good to think about how each decision we make is only, in fact, one decision. And even then, it's okay to change your mind or readjust. Like, going out once doesn't mean you have to go out all of the time. But for me, even though going out feels like a simple decision, I still worry that it'll cause a chain reaction of bad feelings because of things I can't control. I want to introduce you to someone who thought she was making one simple decision, but it turned into something that was a lot more complicated. Can I like re-record that at the end and then send it to you? And You can do it right now if you haven't stopped recording. Okay. Uh, yes, my name is Yadira Molina. Yadira lives in Petworth, and based on the conversations I've had with her, it seems like she's been taking a lot of the same precautions I have. She might be even playing it a little bit safer than I was, mostly getting contactless delivery from the same place almost every time. I haven't gone out to restaurants at all except for one time, uh, <laughs> and I haven't gone out since. So let's rewind back to February. Uh, she's just started dating this guy, and things are going well, and they seem to be on the same page about wearing masks and getting takeout. So in June... Uh, something happened that was surprising to her. He had asked if, he's like, oh, we should, like, go meet for lunch. And I said, yeah, like, we'll make something at your place or, like, pick up something and bring it back. He said, oh, well, like, let's go to a restaurant. And I was like, uh, if you can find something, like, maybe. Like, the tone of her voice is just, like, so telling to me. She was just, like, not ready at all to go on the state, but yeah. she didn't want to let him down. It was a, a pretty new relationship, and she thought about what her family might do. Um, both of her parents are essential workers. Uh, her dad works at a restaurant, actually. I remember telling myself, okay, if my dad goes back to work at the restaurant, then I'll probably be fine if I go out. And it was fine. Like, no one got sick, but the emotional toll that it took on her was not fine. This was not a normal experience, especially when you consider the guy she was going out with had to be extra careful because of a health condition. He has this condition called ankylosing spondylitis that requires him to take this medication that lowers or like suppresses his immune system. So he has to like self quarantine for two weeks before he can like go out into the world or anything. And I figured, okay, well, like, if he, as someone who was immunosuppressed, is saying, let's go out to a restaurant, then I should probably just suck it up and go to a restaurant. Suck it up. <laughs> like, right? I mean, that's not the that's not the vibe that you want to bring on to any date, I imagine, regardless of whether you're living in a pandemic. <laughs> we left. I I remember wanting to ask how much of a tip he left for our waiter, but I didn't. And yeah, he like sent me a text later to break up with me. So uh, that's that's the story of the one time I went out to a restaurant. What? Like, was this in quick succession? Yeah, like the he oh was supposed God. to break up with her on the date. <gasps> oh my God! Why? <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! What? Yeah, and, and like, that wasn't even the most interesting thing to me about talking to Yadira. Like, I won't lie, I was expecting that to be the most surprising thing, but it wasn't until talking to her that I could, like, really start to articulate some of the reasons why dining out is giving me so much pause, and it's that 
it has a lot to do with how she views her relationship with her parents. Like, like I said, they're, they're essential workers, and that really came to a front when she was interacting with her server at this restaurant. He was very chipper, very kind, like, made jokes with us. So I'm sure he likes that job. I mean, I hope he does. Um, but, you know, as we would, like, joke and stuff, I would wonder, like, how much of that is him needing to put on a face because he has to be here. You know, like, that server and, like, her parents even, like, don't really have a choice, like, but to be working right now. And, like, even at the beginning, she said that her dad was taking the pandemic, like, not very seriously, and he was so excited to go back to work. Um, and he, she says that was because he trusted the customers that he was going to be dealing with. It seems almost like his enthusiasm about going back was kind of led by like a trust in like his the the diners he would he would interact with yeah with that and also with like oh well you know it's the government and if something's wrong like if someone doesn't have a mask on like you know they'll call police or they'll call security and it's like no they won't necessarily do that sometimes people will just argue Mm. and they'll just refuse to leave um and i know that that was something that my mom had told him about my dad's like no like i haven't seen it you know like it's not that bad but uh I, i feel like he's starting to see it now You have to kind of think about how all of these actions you're deciding to do or not do affect people way more than they would have before. And she experienced that at the end of her meal. And like that was the other thing that I noticed was uh, the gentleman at the end who picked up uh, our plates and stuff who was Hispanic. And I said, like, thank you in Spanish. And he nodded. And um, I think that was the only time I felt like I was going to cry. And I didn't because I'm like, I'm on a date and like I'm at this restaurant and I can't just start crying in the middle of a restaurant. Um, But like I saw him and he asked me if I wanted to because I didn't finish my meal. He asked me if I wanted to take it home. And I said, yeah. And he like I remember he took his plate back, my plate back and boxed it up. And I remember thinking, oh, like, should I even take it with me? Like, I would have thought he would bring the box to me and I would box it at the table and then I would take it. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't take it because he boxed it for me. And then I thought, no, like, if that were my dad, I would trust him boxing up a thing for me. And then I thought, like, even if I do get sick, like, I have it coming, you know? Um, Mm. Yeah. (laughs) That's really hard to hear. I mean, there are two things I'm thinking about for Yadira's situation. I mean... One thing is that she went to this restaurant to kind of like assuage this guy that she was seeing because he wanted to go on a date. And like she was like, oh, if he's comfortable and he's immunocompromised, then like I should be comfortable. And it's like, no, like not necessarily. Um, Don't go out to eat just to make other people feel comfortable or to like or to match their comfort level. Like that doesn't make sense. And it wasn't even a date to begin with. Like he wanted to break up with her at that meeting. So like that's insane to me. Like that's just like. That is the worst, first of all. Not that she would have known that, but that just kills me. So what's the other thing? Well, to me, it's it's just so clear how much Yadira loves and cares about her dad. And that compassion extends to people who work in the same capacity as he does. And I think that's something that we should all be thinking about because these jobs are vulnerable and these restaurants aren't zero risk environments. But I think we also have to remember that a lot of people who are working in this capacity also have agency. Yadira says her dad wants to work, and a lot of restaurant workers haven't been able to work for months. So part of returning to a sense of normalcy 
it isn't just about us being able to go out to eat whenever we want, but about people having routine, being able to work and being able to pay their bills. I think economic livelihood is super important right now, especially when you can't rely on unemployment benefits. And this is not to say that there isn't a prevailing health concern or health risk and that we shouldn't all take this seriously and act with compassion, but I just don't know if it does the people that we're thinking about a service to say, you know, you absolutely don't want to be here. I I don't want to assume that, I guess. We're only in this situation talking about this because of a ton of other dominoes that dropped before. So at this point, like, that's why I'm needing to grapple with, do I go out or not? Like, I I wish I didn't even have to think about that. And I think I'm making the best decision by not going out. Um, But it also sucks to see other people choosing to do that, having a good time. And I'm so happy for them to do that. I don't know that I wish that I lived in that ignorance, um, but I wish I was comfortable enough that I could do that and like maybe not feel terrible about it, but feel like I was giving back to the community more than I feel like I'm putting it at risk. I think the reason I wanted to tackle dining out is that I feel like my anxieties about it were so arbitrary. Like, I'd had picnics with people in the park before, and I didn't really understand what was so different from that and going to a restaurant. I just wanted to, like, kind of take the next step in normalcy. And I think I've unpacked a lot of that, a lot of those things that had just been, like, pent up. And I'm just really impressed with how much restaurants are doing right now to not just keep me safe, but to really make me feel safe so that whenever I choose to dine out, I'll feel good about it. But I think the thing that's helping me is now this obvious truth that dining out could make me feel good, but it could also backfire because everyone is on edge. And that's okay. I just need to be prepared for that if I choose to dine out. I think that's a good way of thinking about it. Um... Even though we've had different approaches to dining out, I think we both respond to stress by being super prepared. And I think that could really help you here. Maybe you should ask friends you trust where they felt comfortable dining out, or maybe you should continue scoping out your neighborhood. And if you do decide to go out, being prepared to feel a little uncomfortable is a good exercise too. I mean, none of this is normal. You might want to consider what your deal breakers would be in a dining situation so that if you do start to feel a little bit of unease, you can measure the situation up against something you've already prepared for. And then you don't have to make a split second decision about something that might cause you a lot of stress. I think it's also good to remember that although going out to eat was a hobby for you in the before times, it's still a privilege for someone to prepare food for you and to be served a meal. That's something we both should remember. This episode of Dish City was produced by me, Patrick Fort. And me, Ruth Tam. Our managing producer is Ponzi Rutch. Mike Kidd mixed this show. Mana Kashfi is WAMU's chief content officer and oversees everything we make here. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our show and catch up on all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And tell us what changes in DC's food scene you think we should cover. You can find us at dishcity at wamu.org. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Dish City. We'll be back next week to talk about how one family's food tradition, making mooncakes for the Mid-Autumn Festival, has new meaning during the pandemic. See you then.